The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go through, though, the next tier of teams that are one level below, quote, obvious Vegas contender. Teams that are like Stella, trying to get their groove back. Teams that have gone to the finals recently and are trying to find their way back there. Phoenix, Miami. Denver went to the Western Conference Finals. Philly went to the Eastern Conference Semis. And Dallas, who made their way to the Western Conference Finals last year. Let's talk about them. Miami, Miami, it's an ugly, ugly path for them. It is always gross. It never looks like they are going to be able to do it. And then they do. Somehow, some way. Jimmy Butler makes life hard. Even when he's making you know, 42 points per game, it's like, man, it looked hard for you. They've been in the mix, though, two out of the last three years, right? They've always adding guys. They're always adding guys you've never heard of. They get them undrafted. They come out of nowhere. They fill roles that you did not expect. So, for example, they get rid of P.J. Tucker, right? So who's going to replace P.J. Tucker? They get this kid, Darius Days, at LSU. Darius Days is who, who is his player comp? Well, just ask him. He says it's P.J. Tucker. So... It's not a shocker that they replaced P.J. Tucker with a younger, up-and-coming P.J. Tucker. Jerry West, one of his favorite young players who didn't get drafted. If Kyle Lowry is backed to being available, he missed a lot of time for personal issues, and I'm not even sure what those issues are. Then he missed time due to health. So if he's healthy and engaged and those personal issues are cleaned up and he's playing you know, 75 games, let's just be more realistic, 65, 70 games, they could be a problem for a lot of teams. Are they good enough to beat a healthy Bex team? No. Does it matter? They might not even face them. So just play your best basketball, Miami, and we'll see. For the Heat, though, to be able to truly get there, to truly be able to compete for a title, I think Bam Adebayo needs to be that guy. He needs to be so dominant. He needs to make life hard on whoever is guarding him. He needs to bam and not lay up. He needs to hit his free throws. He needs to be a problem night in and night out. So many times he goes David Copperfield, and just all of a sudden you don't know where Bama Adebayo is. Is he even on the floor? Oh, yeah, he's got four points in 38 minutes. Like That's unacceptable. So two years now, by the way, we've had role players not show up for their teams. You had Kevin Durant in the Nets, and you had Jimmy Butler in the Heat. They were just putting the team on their back so much that when it came down to closing time, closing time, they were so exhausted that they couldn't hit the final shot in order to seal it out. 
So role players got to show up. Moving forward, Denver Nuggets. Man, it's easy to forget how good the Denver Nuggets were. The bubble Denver Nuggets, unstoppable. Just the, the kids, the comeback cardiac kids. They played the Warriors close, and it was just just checks notes, Doc Rivers' son off the couch, and Jokic, and rookie Bones Highland. And it was a sweat for the Warriors. It looked like, you see, you see the five-game, oh, gentlemen sweep? No. I watched every single one of those games. It came down to the wire. Down to the wire. When Doc Rivers' son is your second option and you win any games against the team that ended up winning it all, like, that's a wow. You back, add back in Jamal Murray, who's a bucket. You add back in, hopefully, Michael Porter Jr. from injury, which, like, by the way, this has been a concern since he was drafted from Missouri. That's why he slipped in the draft, because he had back issues. So if he's healthy and back to being the one of the best three-point shooters in the league, but one of the best two-way wings in the league, then, oh boy. Then you add in... KCP, who's a very good, versatile defender. You add in Bruce Brown, who, again, can do a lot of things. He was a rebound king. He was a nice little small ball five for the Brooklyn Nets. And before Joe Harris just went into a milk carton, they were going to beat the Bucks. Everyone's got to stay healthy, man. I think that they can really make some noise if Jamal Murray is himself and MPJ is himself. Phoenix Suns, you move forward and say, how could Phoenix really compete? How? Tell me, how are they going to get back to being an actual team, T-E-A-M, a team that likes each other and is around each other and has chemistry and can overcome adversity when things get bright? We have seen them when they do like each other and they get derailed. I think that they are going to have a real hard time getting over that drama of the, of the offseason. The issues with DeAndre Ayton, the issues with, you know, COVID, let's be honest, COVID ravaging their team, the issues with Monty Williams not speaking to DeAndre Ayton for the entire offseason, which is fucking weird, and DeAndre Ayton not reaching out to him, which is fucking weird, him wanting to go to Indiana and still being in Phoenix because they have no other options, Robert Sarver being forced to sell the team. You know the whole thing. You know the whole list. How are they going to get back to the finals? They are not. They are not. What needs to happen? Well, DeAndre Ayton has to be happy. Otherwise, it's the Bismack Biombo show, and... I tell you what, I've seen a lot of Bismack Biombo when he played for Charlotte. I saw him in Phoenix as well. I don't know that you want him being your starting five. I just don't think so. Booker, got to be an MVP. And this team might, just might go to the second round. Philadelphia, very intriguing team. So to contend, they kind of need to be like, uh, like Jedis. Embiid and Harden have to know what each other is thinking at all times. They need to be able to look into each other's eyes and know who wants the rock, where they want it, how much, how do you feed Embiid first. How do you feed Embiid and not castrate James Harden? That's the question. Because when James is aggressive, he's not looking for anyone else. And when he's the distributor, he's not nearly as aggressive with his shot. Can we see the Houston Rockets version of Harden mixed with early Nets Harden? That would be an absolute problem. Are they going to be good in the post? Are they going to be able to rebound? They were one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA last year. Doc Rivers, who's a liar, uh, said on Woj's podcast that they look very good right now in practice. I also saw some footage where they said that he, he said they didn't look good, but that was a week ago. So I don't know. They both need to be in shape. They both need to be healthy. They're usually neither. Both of them. So we'll see. 
We will see. I am intrigued. Let's just say that. I love Tyrese Maxey. He's the most likable player on this team. I think when you add, nobody's really talking about it that much after the signing, P.J. Tucker adds a whole new element. They said after they lost to the Heat, they need some dogs, and they found one. P.J. Tucker is that guy. He absolutely is that guy. You add in Daniel House Jr., which I'm not sure why they picked him up other than the fact that he can literally game up any woman in any setting. Remember, he got he got, uh, he got got kicked out of the bubble for br- bringing down the COVID tester. He took her to his room, laid her, laid her right down. So maybe he's like James Harden's wingman. I don't know why he's on the team, but it's not to be a dog. It's to be something else. All right, let's move forward. Dallas. In order for Dallas to contend, what do they need to do? They need to acquire someone. Let's be honest. They need to figure out another backcourt teammate with Luka. This is a no-brainer. Nobody is in more dire need of someone to acquire than Luka. He needs a backcourt mate. Losing Jalen Brunson was a really big deal. They were 15th in offense last year. 15th. And then they lose the guy who can put, put up buckets at any moment with Luka. He was a very key piece when Luka was out against the Jazz. He put up 41. Do you trust anyone else on that team to put up 41 if Luka's not in there? No, you don't. Who can they get? Maybe Mike Conley. He can give you 25 minutes. He can give you some shots, a little lefty. He's got a three-point game. He's not going to be a starter or anything. He's not going to – maybe he starts, but, but he doesn't play huge minutes. Even for 22 minutes a game, he's going to help. I don't trust Dinwiddie. I've said that. JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, they need to be better. They need to be an absolute bucket. Christian Wood needs to hit threes. He needs to be completely engaged. We can't have any more of those, those reputational things and question marks that Christian Wood has had before. Are they true? Are they not true? I don't know. But I know that they're out there. So they need to figure that out. Also, Jaden Hardy. If Jaden Hardy becomes like Ant Edwards midseason, then yeah, they can compete. But that's you know obviously a big if. Deeper teams are coming, and they do not care if Luka puts 45 up on them at all. This is a potentially a play-in team barring a trade. Yeah, it's true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The next tier of teams on the rise, getting better, doing the work in the gym, looking good, looking to take some heads off. Cleveland, Memphis, Minnesota, New Orleans, Toronto, all of these teams make me more excited than Dallas. Isn't that sad? And I love Luka. That is a sexy-ass group. Woo! Woo-wee! Memphis, woo! Minnesota, woo! New Orleans, woo! Toronto, hell yeah! Minnesota, let's talk about them first. Biggest money move of the the offseason. Swing for the fences for Rudy Gobert. I think it's a fascinating move. How is it going to work with Carl Anthony Towns? I have no idea. All I know is it means that Carl Anthony Towns isn't going to be a defensive liability, isn't going to be caught on film talking all kinds of trash, and people will be like, we in Minnesota now. We in Minnesota now. All I know is that it means that Carl Anthony Towns can lock in, and if anybody needs to shoulder the blame for anything, we already know who it is. It's Rudy. Rudy always shoulders the blame. He's good at that. He's good at being a scapegoat. 
Hopefully Ant and D'Lo are going to feature him more offensively. Rudy Gobert, I think you can get him a ton of lobs. The question is, are teams going to try to run him off the floor? Try to go small on him like the Clippers did, like Dallas did last year. I don't know. We'll have to see. All I know is that Ant Edwards is going to be coming. I think he takes another step. I think he becomes someone who's like Jaw, doesn't win the MVP, but is very much in the mix of the MVP conversation. And they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to be a top six team in the West. Moving forward, another team I absolutely love. Salivate over the New Orleans Pelicans. I am so excited about them. Maybe my favorite team to, to even imagine how good they could be. Yes, Zion, of course, is interesting. But I'm actually less concerned or interested in Zion because I know what he is. How is this team going to continue to improve? You have Dyson Daniels now. You have Dyson Daniels. You have, you have Brandon Ingram. You have C.J. McCollum. You have Jose Alvarado. You've got, man, just so many dudes. Jonas Valanciunas. The question also, big question mark, is how Zion and B.I. are going to uh, coexist. They've had issues with that before. How does this change the identity of the New Orleans team that they built without Zion? Big question marks there. He has 50 million reasons to make it work, to stay in shape, to run back on defense. But I tell you what, this is a train that's moving. How did I not even say Herb Jones? Herb Jones, they're going to move with or without Zion. And it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think they could be a two-seed this year. I think they could literally be the biggest surprise in the West. Or they could be a dumpster fire if Zion doesn't play any defense. Memphis, man, they were so good. They're so deep. They took Golden State to the brink. There were so many moments that were 50-50. Jaw, of course, getting injured really hurt. Jaron Jackson being god-awful from three-point land was awful. Uh, And they still have a ton of picks. I think that they're a team that's very up-and-coming, but I do think they take a step back. Their wing position is very thin right now. I think they're going to try to develop Zaire Williams. I like the Grizz, but they're not going to be sneaking up on anybody. I think they are now the hunted, and they're the loudest mouth team in the NBA. So a lot of teams are going to be coming for them, and they're going to be looking to embarrass them. Losing Jaron Jackson also hurts. And I think DeAnthony Melton, who I didn't mention, is now a sixer. I think he helps a lot. Cleveland, super interesting team. They have so much versatility. They could be kind of who Cleveland was last year before uh, my man got hurt with the ACL, uh, Ricky Rubio. I need to see, though, how Donovan meshes into the team, right? Can he buy into the defensive scheme? He's telling us, I can defend, I can defend, I promise. It's like, well, I haven't seen it since Louisville. Like, were you just not doing it on purpose when you were at Utah? Was it just the assignments? I don't know what was happening with it, but I know that two small guard lineups where you've got two six one six two guys with negative wingspans, I've seen that. I've seen that up and close with Portland, and it did not work. We went to the Western Conference Finals, and we got swept. That's what happened. I tell you what, it's pain. It's a lot of pain. They're going to miss Laurie Markkinen. I tell you what, I never thought I'd say that, but they're going to miss him. They have a lot more interior help than Portland. They have Mobley, obviously. They've got Jared Allen. Even Kevin Love can play some four, even though they'll probably have him on the perimeter. But I tell you what, this team will be very fun. I think they're going to be an actual playoff team this year and not a play-in team. Moving forward with Toronto. Uh, Toronto is one of those teams that if someone takes a leap or they add someone, They could be a problem. 
Like, if OG Ananobi turns into an all-star, this could be a real nightmare matchup for everyone. Like we've said before, it's a bunch of 6'7 to 6'9 guys who can play every single position on the floor and can do everything in the era of positionalist basketball. Nick Nurse loves his lineup. They add in, obviously, on top of Scotty Barnes on the cusp of being an all-star. I think you add in Otto Porter. You add in Christian Coloco. That helps a lot with the defense. And they, they took a flyer on Josh Jackson, who well, went to Kansas, busted. Just an absolute nightmare of a bust. But he has height. He has length. And, and he could potentially thrive as a role player in Nick Nurse's system. 